Welcome back to another episode of Bishop Mortimer's Day Off. We are on chapter four, and you know what that means. We only have four more chapters to go, and we are done with this Halloween series on this podcast. But always, the good thing about podcasts, you can re-listen to them anytime you want to, because there's always time for spooky shit. Chapter four, Harvey's Horrors. I always, I have a speech impediment, so if horrors sound like I'm saying horror, um, you know what I mean, because Harvey got hoes too. Anyway, so Harvey is gazing upon the dark baptism. Harvey is shocked. He sees his girlfriend, Sabrina, covered in blood around these variety of weird looking women, some half human, some half animal, all various ages. And Harvey's shocked, but Sabrina looks Harvey dead in the eye and she telepathically tells him to run. And in that moment, Sabrina enchants his feet to run faster than he ever did. It also helps that he's an athlete so he can naturally run fast, but Sabrina's like, honey, feet don't fail me now. And she enchants that motherfucker's feet and like, bitch, run and do not look fucking back. And once again, you know, it's midnight, the witching hour, and Harvey is running through the fucking woods for his fucking life. He knows something wicked is afoot tonight. And mind you, Harvey Kinkle is a young, he's strong, he's fast. He's an all-around American boy, you know. If you guys are listening to this, Harvey Kinkle is running through the forest, trying to run for his life. If you're a praying person, I don't care who you believe in, pray for Harvey fucking Kinkle tonight. Because the he looks behind him and he sees all these hag-faced, hatchet-faced witches on all fours galloping after him. Like, these witches are from the old world. These are from the old country, honey. These are old school witches. They're coming for you. And strangely enough, though, this is not the first time Harvey has found himself running through the woods. Because while Harvey's running, he remembers something else in these woods that gave him post-traumatic stress. So cue the flashback noise. Harvey is, a, I would say, a, pu- a prepubescent teen. One of his friends tell him about some adult books, you know, some naughty books, some porn books. And here's the thing. We're in the 60s, right? And, you know, in the 60s, that wasn't really... It, they wasn't as free with it as we are today, you know, with OnlyFans and X, Y, and Z. So back in those days, you had to really do, you had to do your secret shit in private. And those magazines were very shamed upon. So when uh, his friend told him the location of where you could find some adult magazines in the forest, Harvey was like, bet. Harvey goes there, he finds the magazines, and one of them is called Foxhole, and I think the other one is called, like, Spice, and they have, like, naked women in it. And this is the first time a, a young man of the 60s is like, whoa. This shit is crazy. So, you know, he's all horny and shit like that. So he's watching it. And what we establish is um, Harvey's been a horny bastard for years. And I'm like, okay, good to know. Good to know, Harvey. Good to know, Mr. Von Kinkle. And next thing you know, Harvey's reading it. You know, he goes there every day now, right? And he's reading them and reading them. And he's not really reading them because y'all know those motherfuckers don't read the books. They're looking at the pictures. And next thing you know, he hears, well, 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 what do we have here? And it's three, it's three like grease looking motherfuckers who come up to him. And they're like, what are you doing with my stuff? And they're like a biker gang. Because remember, this is the 60s coming out of the 50s. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll put them back. I won't tell nobody they're uh, yours. And then the guy says, no need. And the guy takes out a knife. And mind you, Harvey's all about 10, 11, or 12. And this guy who looks like he's like 19, 20 in a greaser gang, you know, the Jets and the socials, the social, I, I don't remember the outsiders, but it was a good book. 
um, he uh, flips a switchblade. I'm like, dude, you switch a fucking switchblade on an 11 year old who's looking at your fucking uh, porn collection? What a bitch. But Harvey runs the fuck home. Harvey's like, honey, I'm not trying to get cut. You ain't got to tell me. And Harvey keeps one of the magazines in his hand. And Harvey takes off. And Harvey makes it out of the woods that day. And that brings Harvey back to the present where he's in the, he's currently running for his life. I bet now he wishes that was three gangs of boys with the knives. I bet he wish he had them problems now. Because, honey, you're dealing with otherworldly hoes now. But something stops Harvey. Because, you know, Harvey, you know these type of characters. They're like knight and shining armors you know they have that morality cloth so harvey's like i can't leave sabrina sabrina's still back there with all these witches that are trying to kill me right now first rule of self-preservation honey you're no good to nobody if you're not good to yourself save yourself and then go back to sabrina go into town and get help but honey Harvey trying to be Captain save a he turns around to go back for Sabrina, and then he hears her voice. Harvey? And Sabrina's standing there, no longer in blood, looking beautiful, walking towards him in her white uh, baptism gown. He's like, Sabrina, what the fuck is going on? Tell me. And she's like, it's a very long story. She's like, the fact that you were going to come back and risk your life to save me amongst all these old ass witches. And then he's like, I couldn't be running for my safety and leave somebody I truly care and love about behind. And in that moment, Sabrina feels a twinge in her heart and she just has to kiss him, you know? And she's like, shh, listen to me. Hear what I'm saying. Kiss me and everything will be all right. Deep down, it senses something's wrong. This is not the normal feminist, liberated Sabrina. And he's like, kiss you. Shouldn't we, don't we have to like get the fuck out of the woods now? And she says, don't you want to kiss? And I was like, nigga, that should have been a red flag right then and there. Because you know this is not Sabrina. Sabrina is a lot of things. But she gonna get to, she gonna get you to safety first, you know, if she ain't gonna cause the problem, cause you know Sabrina loves to cause the problem and then need help to get out of it. But anyway, that's another problem. That'll be an episode where we discuss Sabrina's fatal flaws and red flags. He should be running, but he's so hypnotized by Sabrina's beauty in that moment. He's like, you know what? I'ma kiss you. And Sabrina opens up her arms to Harvey, and they begin to kiss passion. And he is so bewitched by her, he opens his mouth and begins to French kiss. And it's like no kiss he has ever had before. It is an otherworldly kiss. The more Harvey starts to kiss, the more Sabrina starts to shape shift into an otherworldly hag, an older witch. And Harvey is under attack. Meanwhile, Back at the baptism grounds, the queen of the Sabbath, the nun that got the horns, a.k.a. Maleficent Jr., uh, she's tripping. She was like, you fucking mongrel. You ruined this. This has been a sacred rite for millennia, and this is the first time a mortal has ever seen us, and it's all because of you. You were foolish, you were careless, and you were unwise. And lady summons vines from hell and wrap her up, and Sabrina's trying to fight, you know? She's like, I need to go help Harvey. I need to go fucking help Harvey. Sabrina's aunt's. Uh, are like, I'm so sorry. He must have followed us from the house when we left. Sabbath is like, if he followed you from the house, that shows you guys were even more reckless. And as old as you hoes are, Hilda and Zelda, y'all motherfuckers should have known better. So because of that, and because of what Sabrina did, and because you guys were reckless with your witchcraft, honey, you guys are all going up on trial. All Spellmans will suffer. And Sabrina is more focused on Harvey right now. And she's like, fine. So we'll face the council. That means I can leave right now. I need to go save Harvey and find them. 
And uh, Sabrina uses her magic and explodes out of the vines that uh, the Queen of the Sabbath had enwrapped Sabrina. The vines violently explode everywhere as Sabrina uses her magic and they cut the Queen of the Sabbath. And Sabrina's like, I'm sorry, but I got to go find my man. And the Queen of the Sabbath says it as Sabrina runs away. She says, you wretched, naive creature. How do you think tonight ends? You broke witch law. You spat on the coven and you defiled our Lord's church. And Sabrina's like, honey, I will make this right, but I got to find my man right now. And Sabrina goes running through the fucking woods as fast as she can under this blood moon. So remember, Sabrina's still covered in a goat's blood. And remember, Sabrina's still in her baptismal gown, covered in drenched in blood under the blood moon. And she's running through the uh, woods, panicked, crazy, yelling out, Harvey, where are you? Harvey, where the fuck are you? And Sabrina is almost out of breath, but Sabrina knows uh, being out of breath in uh, her losing Harvey's life is two bigger extremes. There are bigger things at hand tonight. And she just makes a mad dash. And as she thinks about her and Harvey, you know, she thinks about, you know, what's going to happen. And if push come to shove, she'll choose Harvey and they can just uh, run away together and live a life somewhere on a farm. Just her and him happy together to a country and grow old together. And I'll just have a consecrated uh, circle of salt around my property so no evil can ever get in. As Sabrina continues to run through the woods, you know, her arms are getting scratched by the branches and the leaves and the, her bare feet are getting all cut up. She stops. She hears some movement. She goes beyond these bushes and she sees Harvey being held in midair by a witch who has a, a zombified face and the witch says he was delicious and she holds Harvey's dead body in her hands Harvey's neck and chest ripped apart shredded his throat eaten out and in that moment as she faints Sabrina has a vision what their lives would have been if she had chosen the path of light instead of the path of night. Sabrina sees herself as prom queen with Harvey. She sees herself graduating with them. She sees her aunties walking her down the aisle of their wedding day. She sees herself and Harvey moving into their first apartment. She has flashes of them pregnant and Harvey holding her hand as she gives birth. And Sabrina saw herself having a child naming her daughter Diana in honor of her mother. Moving back to the country to where Sabrina and Harvey had been children themselves. And as Sabrina and Harvey's kids would grow older, one day they wonder about the bad things happen to children who go into the Greendale woods. And then the moment, the lifetime, it's over. And Sabrina goes back to reality and all she sees is herself collapsing to the ground after seeing Harvey's decomposed body. And all that's left is swift, merciful darkness. When Sabrina wakes up next, it is the 1st of November. And the first thing she thinks is, honey, what a fucking awful dream. Sitting at the end of Sabrina's bed as she comes to November 1st is Sabrina's auntie Zelda, Hilda, and Salem. And she's like, and she's just like, what an awful dream. But they have a strict look on their face, confirms to her that that was not indeed a dream. And they talk to Sabrina, but they never really ask her if she's all right, you know. And Sabrina asks, like, you know, why didn't you help save him? Her aunties are like, after what happened, Sabrina, someone's needed to die. Our Dark Lord was denied a soul. He was supposed to have your soul that night. But instead, he took Harvey's. And your aunt and I would prefer that the bloodshed would have been Harvey's and not yours. Because they would have killed you if it wasn't for Harvey. 
And she's like, it's awful, but there's nothing we can do about it. But Sabrina, she can't believe how cold her aunties are about it. But then again, Sabrina reminds herself, they are true witches, you know? And they're telling her like, honey, you're gonna have to do a lot of acting over the next few days because because of this act, the whole family is on trial and due to see the council. The first call after Sabrina had that talk with her aunties came an hour later. It was Harvey's mother worried that Harvey hadn't come home last night, wanting to know if Sabrina had heard from him. And Sabrina says, no, Miss Kinkle, not since I saw him at school. No, no, it's not like him. Yes, I'm sure he's all right. I'm sure he'll turn up. Of course, by dinner time, he still had it. Sweet Pete, Hilda says, meatloaf is your favorite. And Sabrina's like, I'm not, I'm not hungry. And Zelda's pretty much like, pot all you want, but it won't change the thing. Harvey is dead and it won't change the thing. All you're going to do is make yourself sick. Sabrina felt sick to her stomach. This living hell would never end, she realized. That night, Sabrina didn't sleep a wink. It was like a well of cold water had been tapped inside of her. The next day, the entire town of Greendale under the sheriff was ordered to start a search party for poor Harvey Kinkle. It was decided that suspicion might be raised if Sabrina and her family didn't participate. So they volunteered to join a designated uh, group who would help search for Harvey in the woods. In the afternoon, a busload of kids from the neighboring town of Riverdale arrived. And y'all, this is where we see Archie, Jughead, uh, Clayton, Dilton. They heard about the missing boy. They just actually wanted to help. However, spying on top of the bus is Madam Satan, a.k.a. Miss Porter's crow or raven, her familiar, looking at everybody search for Harvey. And even though she knows she's behind it because she don't want to send them to the woods. However... As the kids from Riverdale get off the bus, Betty and Veronica are the last two to get off. And they really don't want to help them find Harvey because they really don't care. They just came to save faith because, you know, the presentation is everything, you know. And pretty much Veronica's like, yuck, if I lived here, I might have made myself disappear too. And Betty's like, Ronnie, be nice. This is about us giving back. And if you remember, these are the hosts in episode one, Summon Madam Satan. Veronica's like, why do we even agree to help come search for this random missing boy? And then uh, Betty's like, cuz we can find some new boys and make Archie jealous. But back at Madam Satan's house, a uh, familiar uh, lands on her windowsill and tells her that the Riverdale kids are here and that the two girls that accidentally summoned her out of the ground are also here. Madam Satan says to her familiar, why it's as if I'm composing a symphony of teen terror. Oh, wait, that's right, I am. Take me to them, will you? So now, Madam Satan wants to meet the two ho-ass witches that summoned her out of the ground. Betty and Veronica were assigned to a field near a quarry, and they weren't really looking. Like I said, they're all about themselves. They're just there to save face, you know, and stuff like that. They're just bored, and they're like, oh, can you imagine us two witches looking for a missing boy? And they find this cliff to sit on, and they just, they're just hanging out and sunbathing now in their cheerleader sweater. However, sneaking up behind them is Madam Satan with her cloak dancing in the fucking wind. Madam Satan is walking through this uh, area, this big field, with stilettos, a cloak, and she is coming to meet the girls that summoned her. And uh, when Madam Satan finally is in enough room for the girls to hear her, she says, Terrible things happen to beautiful creatures like you after dark. 
and she says, hello, girlies. You don't remember me, do you? And Betty turns around like, uh, should we, bitch? Veronica's like, wait, are you one of those lezzies? And then Madam Satan's like, huh, no, I am not. Though I am certain that the same accusation have been hurled at you two once or twice. After all, what haven't witches been called over the centuries? And Betty's like, well, witches? And then uh, Veronica's like, we're not witches, honey. And then uh, Madam Satan says, why don't I show you my real face? You might recognize me then. And Madam Satan tears off the face and shows her true demonic uh skeleton form and she's like do you remember me now and then betty and veronica have a flashback to when they summoned and they tried to summon a succubus but it was the wrong beast and betty and veronica are like please don't hurt us please don't hurt us and um next thing you know veronica and betty wakes back up on the riverdale school bus and they are scared to death they don't know how they ended up back on the school bus but they know that some shit is about to go the fuck down Sickened that the business they had begun in those woods so long ago was nowhere near over. That night, once again, Sabrina didn't sleep. She kept thinking about Harvey's parents, what they must be going through. She also kept thinking about Harvey's body. What could the coven have done with a corpse to make sure it wouldn't ever be found? And Sabrina thinks, could her aunties have ate it? Because, you know, they are cannibals. And the worst ideas start to flood Sabrina's head. At school, it came as no surprise that the Bye Bye Birdie play was canceled. And Sabrina, as she walks through the halls, has flashbacks of all the memories her and Harvey spent together. At 9.55, Ambrose came into her room to tell her to turn on the news. It was the lead story at the 10 o'clock news. Three people had been arrested for the murder of Harvey Kinkle. And... These are actually the same individuals that remember in the flashback when Harvey was running through the forest, the three gang greaser gang members who were about to cut him for re for him reading their porn magazines. The coven of witches framed those boys for Harvey's murder because they plant his, ja his bloody jacket, I think, in a trash can near one of their trailers. The suspects denied any wrongdoing, but all three hooligans had police records. Billy had threatened physical violence against Harvey years ago, as the police stated. And um, they are prime suspects and they were all arrested. And Sabrina uh, looks at her auntie then like, but is like, but they didn't do it. Lunchtime the next day, Mr. and Mrs. Kinkle came to clean out Harvey's locker. Sabrina helped them. Afterwards, Miss Kinkle asked Sabrina into an empty classroom so they could have a little chat. To which she apologized, Sabrina, that they had not had the chance to uh, meet yet. And Sabrina's like, it's not, it's not your fault. You know, life just gets busy. Miss Kinkle takes a box out of her purse and she says, this is the ring Harvey had in his dresser. He saved his money from mowing lawns and lifeguarding this summer to buy it for you, to give it to you on your 16th birthday. He had it all planned out. Harvey was going to ask you to marry him on your 16th birthday. And remind you, this is the 60s, so young people getting married at a young age, it's not uncommon as in today where we'd be like, girl, slow down, you know? And uh, Harvey's mom said, I said you were both too young, but you know my son, he wouldn't stop. And Harvey's mom hands Sabrina the ring 
and then she's and then Sabrina holding the ring it's just too much all these memories flood back and Sabrina just breaks down in fucking tears she cannot take it anymore she runs through the halls and crashes into the uh, bathroom where she just starts to break down and cry it is too much out of a stall next to her fixing her makeup is Mrs. Porter, a.k.a. Madam Satan, who's smiling deviously listening to Sabrina cry about the death of her first true love. Mrs. Porter taps on Sabrina's stall. Sabrina, it's Miss Porter. I saw you come in here. I don't mean to be intrude or, or overstep my bounds, but I know what it's like to lose someone you love. She's like, I can help you out. And Sabrina's like, please, Miss Porter, just leave me alone. And Miss Porter's like, you didn't let me finish. I can help you bring Harvey back. But of course, only if you're interested. The next chapter, Necromantic.